Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On a Tuesday morning, and you probably need to get to your Thanksgiving prep anyway, right? If you haven't yet started your travel, maybe you got to pack. If you're like me and you're anal retentive, you need to clean before you go anywhere. I haven't even done my grocery shopping yet. I don't need a lot, but I'm braving the store this morning on my way home from work. So if you never hear from me again, uh, you can go find me at the the Walmart Superstore. <laughs> Uh, they better have pumpkin is all I'm saying. I know I'm waiting till the last second, but I need some pumpkin. Otherwise, I'm going to be stealing Penny's pumpkin. My dog has packets of pumpkin because apparently it's the best thing you can give your pets when they have upset stomachs. It works for Penny. She loves pumpkin. So pets, I might have to start pets stealing. Like packets of pumpkins? Could you back? Well, it's, it's pumpkin puree. So essentially the innards from Josephine. Oh, that we could have spared and saved without the seeds. That's a morbid. Right, it, it is. But that's what happens. That's how they get pumpkin. Do you know how they make pumpkin, Jay? It how was, they make pumpkin? Yes, it was born there. Uh, so, yes, they make pumpkin by taking it out of the inside of a pumpkin. <laughs> and I don't know if my, my friends would even notice if I used pureed pumpkin packets from a box of, of, uh, that I ordered from, for Penny. It's apparently pure pumpkin, so I isn't it the same thing you would get out of a can? I would if it says pure pumpkin. I mean, there's only one pure pumpkin, right? Right. Doesn't matter that it has a little puppy's face on the front of the packet, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that. that's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yes, heading to the store. Maybe you're in the midst of your preparations. I know Tuesday and Wednesday are massive travel days. In fact, Wednesday is the most heavily traveled day of the year. And Thanksgiving travel this season is back above pre-pandemic levels in terms of the number of people who will be on the roads. There are a lot of people flying as well, but more people hopping in their vehicles. And 
going on the their merry way. Follow the yellow brick road. So we're here to keep you company. I actually will be working on Thursday night. So if you're in your car and listening to football or you want some football reaction to that triple header that features five teams with winning records, that's awesome. Looking forward to it. Uh, you can find us here after hours with Amy Lawrence most of the week. We won't be here Wednesday night, but we'll be here. I'll be here Thursday night after the holiday. Probably about five pounds heavier, but that just comes with the territory during the holidays, right? Thanks for hanging out with us here on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. we got a lot to cram in to this final hour. But in light of what we just saw with the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football in Mexico City, Estadio Azteca, we're going to share some of the answers to the question that we've posed to you. We're not only dubbing this Thanksgiving Tuesday, but it's also a Trust Me Tuesday. Which teams give you the most confidence? Which teams are you most inclined to trust through 11 weeks of the NFL season? I haven't yet answered the question. Producer Jay hasn't answered the question. We've been waiting for you. We're getting a lot of your responses on Twitter, A-Law Radio, our show Twitter, and then also on our Facebook page. There are a couple common themes, but don't go simply by record, right? Make sure you dig a little deeper. And every team has fatal flaws. Every team has strengths and weaknesses, and certainly every team has some bad, at least one bad loss, at least one bad loss. Which teams are most consistent? Which teams lull you to sleep? Just kidding. You don't want a boring team. But you also know that winning can be boring sometimes. Winning can come with an ugly facade. And yet, a win is a win is a win is a win. So again, find us on social media and let us know. You can also vote for the After Hours Touchdown of the Week. I don't know how this is going to play out. I honestly do not uh, because we've got four game winners, as in legit game winners that happen in the final stages of the fourth quarter or into overtime, including an actual walk-off and another touchdown (laughs) that happened with five seconds left on the clock. So it's really difficult to choose. The TD of the week will need your help. Again, on both Twitter and Facebook, we're happy to connect with you. Let's talk about Monday Night Football. Incredible atmosphere in Mexico City. They love Jimmy Garoppolo. So my experience in countries in the Caribbean, in Central America, in South America, is that they don't really know much about American football. They don't have access to American football nearly as much as we do, obviously. And in some places, when well, most places, when you go outside the United States... Football means something entirely different, but we're going to talk about that football as well. Welcome back to the World Cup stage, Team USA. Passion, though. Passion and flair and emotion and excitement and adrenaline, those are not exclusive to games in the United States, as we've seen with those games that have originated in London and now Munich, Germany, and once again back in Mexico City. Coaches, players raving about it. We know that the commissioner, Roger Goodell, was also on hand in Mexico City as football returned. And they got quite a show. A lot of points. The NFL loves it when teams score a lot of points. Garoppolo in the shotgun. Three receivers left. Jimmy, a low snap. Get a cock and throw. And it is caught by Brandon 
Ayuk in the end zone. Ah, no. Tassion. San Francisco. Touchdown, San Francisco. They go empty with Garoppolo in the gun. They stack McCaffrey behind Ayuk right. Bunch formation left with Jennings and Kittle. Jimmy got pressure. Get a tuck and now throw on the run. It is caught by George Kittle. Breaks a tackle. Five. Touchdown, San Francisco. The Niners radio network with Greg Papa and Tim Ryan clearly having fun with this experience in Mexico City. And they jump out to a 14-3 lead. And something that's so evident with this Niners roster now, of course we know their defense is vicious, <laughs> physical and vicious and tough and tenacious. And they pride themselves on being aggressive and stopping the run, which they do very well. Of course, they want to rush the quarterback too. And I know they jumped out to a lead against the Cardinals, but not a whole lot of room for James Conner or any of the others uh, to, to find those rushing lanes. Instead, the Niners can throw a ton of weapons at you. Ever since they picked up Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell got healthy. We know that Debo Samuel is so versatile, one of the most unique players in the NFL. Then you throw in guys like George Kittle, who had a pair of touchdowns last night. Brandon Ayuk, who has had an up-and-down career. Let's be fair. It's been up and it's been down uh, for this San Francisco 49ers. But when he is locked in, he is dynamic. Also a pair of touchdowns for him. It was close at the break. It was 17 to 10. Colt McCoy once again filling in for Kyler Murray, but they just don't have the same weapons outside of DeAndre Hopkins. And Greg Dorch had some good catches last night too. A lot of volume with him. A.J. Green when he's healthy. Without Kyler Murray though, the offense doesn't function nearly as fluidly. Not a knock on Colt McCoy. He's steady. He's more like a Jimmy Garoppolo than anything. But they don't have the same firepower. And once they hit the third quarter and found their rhythm, there was no catching the Niners. First and 10, 49ers. Jake Brendel with a uh, towel here. And Rain right at kickoff. Uh, throws it to the side. Ayuk goes in long motion. No one following. The one back is Elijah Mitchell. It's a play action. A flip to Debo. Coming back the other way. Left led by Croft and Trent Williams. And Ayuk breaks the tackle. 20, 10, 5. Debo Samuel all the way into the end zone for a touchdown. Anote Tetassione. San Francisco! Here's a boot roll First by Garoppolo left. Down. Wide open is George Kittle down the left sideline. Kittle will break a tackle. Take it all the way to the end zone. Touchdown! San Francisco! How did George Kittle score there? I just try to have a fun energy out there. Have a fiery spirit. And I think guys uh, vibe with that and guys go off of that. Whether we're being physical out there or whether we're having a good time. Oh, uh, once we get going, the whole the whole group on offense seems to flow together. Did you see the mask that George Kittle donned, not only pregame, but also postgame when he was doing his press conference? After 84 yards and a couple of touchdowns, he was on fire. And this is who he is. He is so full of life and energy. He's a lot of fun. When George Kittle's mic'd up, I never miss the montages that the NFL Network and NFL Films put together. He met one of his favorite pro wrestlers who's Mexican and was there at Estadio Azteca. And he they exchanged, well, 
They didn't exchange masks because Kittle didn't have one. But he gets a mask that was specifically for him from this pro wrestler and then has it on not just pregame to take photos, but also has it on postgame. Producer Jay, if you want to find a photo, he... I mean, he just—he's George Kittle. He's—it seems like a lot of the tight ends in the NFL have these crazy personalities, and they're a lot of fun, and they just march and dance to the beat of their very own drummers. (laughs) So, Penta El Zero Miedo is the name of the wrestler. The luchador, excuse me. Zero Miedo means no fear. It's actually Miedo. Zero Zero Miedo. Pentel, it's a good question. P-N-T-A-L, zero miedo. Zero miedo. Mi- mi- Stop messing me up. <laughs> uh, was it king? King or prince? It was something like that. King Not no king, because El Rey would be king. Um, yeah, look it up. Do you have a Google Translate in there? I do, but I don't trust those. Uh, <laughs> more than your, I'll use it on my phone. <laughs> I've got a show to do here, Jay. But yes, the the zero fear, the no fear at the end, I really like. So find George Kittle or find his photo on social. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. 159 rushing yards for Kyle Shanahan's San Francisco 49ers, and that's where they start, right? They want to run the ball. They want to establish that ball control. And then when they have the run established, they want Jimmy Garoppolo to spread the football around. And he definitely did that, though he gives credit to the defensive side of the ball. They had three sacks, multiple tackles for loss, and they pitch a shutout in the second half. So no points for the Cardinals in the second half when the game was still on the line. And I don't know if this is touching the money, but one reporter asked Jimmy whether or not the current Niners defense reminds him of the one that held a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl against the Chiefs a couple years ago. Defense has reminded me of that year for sure. Uh, I mean, zero points in the second half in three straight games. It's it's pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, definitely some resemblance there. But uh, I think offensively, we got got a little ways to go still. We got some, uh, we left some meat on the bone there for sure. Some meat on the bone. I know we played this last hour, but it's so funny. Another reporter had to remind Jimmy that he was uber popular with the Mexican fans. I suppose you noticed that the stadium just went bananas when you <laughs> stepped on the, on the field. Do you need to send a message to the Mexican fans? Go, go ahead. Do I need to? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you need to do that? I love them, man. The Mexican fans, they were nuts. Uh, but we love that, you know, as a, as a team, just to get us going, the passion that they were yelling with, uh, energy they were bringing. It was a fun night, and, um, yeah, I loved it. I haven't played in the atmosphere or anything like this. It was electric. The fans were nuts. They were cheering throughout the whole game, which, uh, you know, it seemed like a soccer game at some point. It's just the, the passion that they brought and everything like that. It was, it was really cool. I would love to do it again, and, you know, appreciate Mexico for everything. It feels amazing. Shout out to all the fans here today. They were amazing all game long. Outstanding. I mean, the, the show out was incredible. Uh, they showed so much love, and I'm happy we were able to put out the performance that we did for them. Electric, goosebumps, so <laughs> special. Um, so I'm going to remember this forever. I'm going to make sure I go around and, and uh, thank everybody. But, man, it's so special to be here. That was just one of the coolest experiences I've been a part of. I mean, it was, it was so neat last year going to playing in L.A. and seeing a whole red stadium and a stadium that wasn't yours and then coming a lot farther to Mexico City and it being just the same. Um, you know, we were told it might be like that, but um, it was even better than um, we expected. Just walking in the hotel, seeing everyone, leaving to the game today, seeing the people on the streets and, and then walking in that stadium. It was um, one of my favorite games to be a part of. 
All right, so a few things. Fred Warner actually has Mexican blood in his family, and so it was really neat for him to be there in Mexico City. That's courtesy of 49ers Twitter, something he'll never forget, being able to win a game on Monday Night Football and interact with the fans. But have you noticed that Kyle Shanahan never misses an opportunity to mention that SoFi Stadium was a sea of red for the NFC Championship? Uh, it's he, he always takes the opportunity to remind people. Now, it may be a message to... Their fans, the Niners, as in a nod to them, thank you for traveling. But I kind of feel like it's a shot at the the Rams as well. Now, here's how you really get your revenge. You beat them in the NFC Championship or the playoffs when you have the next opportunity. But yeah, he loves to drop that casually into conversation. Something's wrong with you. (laughs) Oh, Sean McVay weighing in as well. Yeah, right now, Sean McVay is fit to be tied. The Rams are certainly on the wrong end of the standings when it comes to the NFC West, but the Niners have moved into first place now. And so as we head into week 12, that blows me away, week 12, Thanksgiving week, uh, the Niners are in a good position. They found their rhythm. They've got a tried and true formula. This is who they are. Something that I love about winning teams, and I think it's a common denominator with winning teams, they find their identity and they stick to it. They don't try to be something they're not. And it would have been a different identity with Trey Lance, right? But that's not who's running the show. Kyle said after the game, we're fortunate to have Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously has had to change his tune, but he's right. The team wins with Garoppolo. This team performs for Jimmy Garoppolo, period. All the numbers bear it out. The wins bear it out. The Niners now 6-4, and four, while the Cardinals fall to 4-7. and seven. And I called it a turning point earlier, but Cliff Kingsbury was asked about that Debo Samuel 39-yard rush, the first drive of the third quarter for the Niners. Obviously a great play call there, um, but we got to find a way to respond. You know, I think even then it's 20 to whatever, um, 10 or 24-10. Uh, you're in the game, and I didn't think offensively we were able to come back and respond the way we needed to. Thought we had some opportunities um, to make some plays. Obviously, the fourth downs not getting those hurt us and really put us behind. Uh, the interception there was tough, but that's a really good team. We knew we'd have to play, you know, as good as we played all year. Um, and I thought they played really physical in that second half and found a way to uh, to make plays. That is the San Francisco 49ers, and without Kyler Murray, this team doesn't have the same firepower, and and also the defense has been sorely lacking this season for some reason. So the Niners and the Seahawks have the same record at 6-4, and four, but Niners, one of the hottest teams right now in the NFL. Who are the teams that incite confidence, that inspire you to trust them? Through Week 11, I'm not asking for your Super Bowl predictions. I'm asking you... On this Trust Me Tuesday, give us the three teams that you trust the most in the NFL. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. On our Facebook page, too. We're getting dozens of your comments already. Straight ahead, the other football. Team USA is back, but that's not what I was hoping for. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Musa, Sergeant Polisic on the run. Polisic has Wea. Polisic rolls it in. Tim Wea! I saw the ball come to Christian, and uh, you know, as we trained in, uh, in practice, once he gets the ball, I make those runs in behind. Um, time I run well. Christian gave a beautiful ball, and it was up to me to, to, to finish it. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Tim Weah scores the first U.S. goal in World Cup play since 2014. They're all World Cup rookies, except for DeAndre Yedlin, the only one with World Cup experience on the U.S. roster. And back on the World Cup stage, they went on Monday afternoon, Eastern time. So it was 10 o'clock in the evening, Qatar time, 2 p. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time. And I got up for it. I was awake and watching. I didn't even get coffee through the first half. I forgot how stressful and anxiety-inducing it is to watch Team USA on the World Cup stage. John Strong with the call of the only U.S. goal from their initial match against Wales on Fox Sports. Really quickly, before we bring back a portion of our interview from tonight's show, Matt Turner gave up a penalty kick in the late stages of this match against the Welsh, and he was asked about moving forward now, looking at England on Friday. You just saw a bunch of disappointed long faces, that's for sure. But I think the message is that there's a lot to be proud of. It was most of our, besides DeAndre, most of our first first ever World Cup game. And we came out on fire. We just couldn't sustain it in the second half. We really struggled to get a footing in the game. And uh, credit to them, they made some adjustments. And uh, they're an experienced team. And they were able to get their goal to get, to get the point that they needed. So uh, for us, it's disappointing. It's a learning experience, as painful as that sounds to the fans. Um, but yeah, we, all focus turns to getting us all ready and on the same page uh, for Friday's game against England. That's Matt Turner, the goalie, who hails from New Jersey. Um, and he was the one who had to stare down Gareth Bale when a penalty kick was awarded. And it it was a tale of two halves. It really was. They all acknowledge it. Greg Berhalter acknowledges it. And yes, it was their first experience for the vast majority of the Americans on this stage. But man, they were so close to three points instead of the one point in a draw. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We loved, loved, love our first conversation with former pro goalie Jesse Bradley in Soccer Craze Seattle. His personal story is phenomenal, but we asked him if he would be a guest analyst during the World Cup. He's played in Zimbabwe, in Scotland. He understands what soccer means to the rest of the world, but also how the United States can get to the knockout stage. 
So we had him on the show from Seattle a couple hours ago, and I just wanted to bring back a portion of this. I asked him his initial impressions and emotions with the U.S. back on the grandest stage in sports. It is so good to be playing World Cup soccer again for this country. And I know it means some early wake-up calls. I was up before 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time today, but it was <laughs> worth it. And then to see the first half where they played amazing. And for the U.S., we have the youngest team in the tournament. So imagine, again, soccer always teaches you about life. And imagine stepping onto a stage that you've never been on before. And that's the thing about sports is you get to see people play physically and the teamwork, but you also get to see the sports psychology and how do you handle the next level. And it was fascinating. It was a good performance, but at the same time, not all ties are created equal. And we <laughs> left some points out there today. We could have had a victory, but so good to be playing again. Uh, okay, if you're not a soccer fan, the World Cup is the biggest sporting event in the world. There's an estimated 5 billion people that are going to be watching. Whoa. And over the next month, there'll be an incredible opportunity to watch the sport. And if it's new to you, it might not have as much scoring and it might not have the physicality of American football. But what you see in terms of movement off the ball, what you see in terms of skill, what you see out there, there's a reason why it's the number one sport in the world. And I hope that, you know, segments like this maybe help you learn a little more, appreciate a little more about the game and also the people who are representing our country because that's what they're doing on a world stage. And it's an incredible opportunity for our country. There's also, you know, it brings a sense of hope and unity. And that's what sports does at its best. Like the nations come together. And in this tournament, there's a bond that happens. And it's just a lot of fun. So I enjoyed it. Uh, and then watched some other games with our neighbors. I'd never been in my neighbor's house before and I got invited. So it's like we're building friendships in our neighborhood around <laughs> the game too. Let's talk about this initial game against Wales, one in which the United States led for the vast majority, but it really was a tale of two halves. What stands out to you about the draw? When I think about this team, we've never had more players playing at the top level overseas. MLS is ranked, I think, like eighth in terms of the worldwide leagues in soccer. And overseas now, we have people competing at the top level and a young team. And they came out and they put their best foot forward. It was a phenomenal performance. We got one goal. We could have been ahead by more. But this is key in all sports. There's an element where it's like chess and strategy. And at halftime, Wales, they made a shift. And they got much more physical, direct. They made a key substitution. And they put us under a lot of pressure. And what was interesting then is our coach didn't make a lot of changes because the first half was so great. But Berhalter in the second half waited to make changes. In soccer, possession's huge. And that's a stat you want to pay attention to when you watch the World Cup. Who has the most possession? And we started to lose possession in the second half. Now, the midfielders, it's their role to really control the game. And they have a lot of passing, dribbling. <laughs> they have incredible skills. And that's where you gain a lot of possession. So uh, as you see it play out, we just didn't regain the possession. And as a result, we ended up giving up a goal. And it was a penalty. Walker Zimmerman, the player, is a phenomenal player. And he had a really good game. And I was a former professional goalkeeper. And in soccer, there's not a lot of scoring. So when you make a mistake near your own goal, Oof. and he – uh, basically took a guy down in the box, which means a penalty kick, which means that's going to probably be a goal. And it was. All mistakes are not equal in the soccer field. And when you make a mistake by your own goal, that's part of the psychological pressure that the defenders and the goalkeeper go through. And they were given a penalty kick. They tied the game. If you said before the game, we tie with Wales, you'd probably say, okay, we can work with that. Hmm. Because again, the format for the World Cup, eight groups of four, you just have to finish one of the top two teams in your group of four. Wales is a, a, a team that's very similar to us in terms of ranking. 
Next, we play England, who's a high-ranking team, and we're the underdog. And then we end up with Iran, the third game, and hopefully we'll win that one. But typically, four points might get you through, and we got one point today for a tie. You get three for a win. Five points is really what you need to get through. So we got our work cut out for us. This was the game that we could have taken all three points. Tyler Adams is who they picked as the captain. He's young. He's like 23. And already you could see him after the game saying, okay, we got a tie. We got a point. Now we move forward to the next game because there's no time to dwell on past mistakes. And I just think that's a lesson for all of us. Like you can't replay the old tapes. You can't do the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Like you've (laughs) got to keep moving forward and you got to make that shift, that professional mindset. And we got to start thinking about England. So, uh, you know, it's one of those ties that was tough to swallow. And afterwards, Wales was thrilled. We were a little disappointed Mm. because we knew we could have done better. I got to ask you about the penalty kick and the strategy when you are a keeper. So Matt Turner actually got a hand on that kick from Gareth Bale, but so much power. There was so much power. How much of it is guesswork? How much of it is prep? How much of it is instinct, Jesse? Right on. Matt Turner is a phenomenal goalie. He made a great save today. And that penalty kick save, he got his finger on it. I always like penalty kicks because as a goalkeeper, everyone expects the wait, shooter wait, to score. Wait, wait, hold on. Did you just say you always liked penalty kicks? <laughs> I do, I do. You know, I always felt more pressure if there's something I'm supposed to do versus something that no one expects me to do. And with a penalty kick, no one thinks the goalie's going to save it. But now, I mean, you can do so much research on shooters in scouting report that you know where that guy usually wants to go. And then there's a lot of cues you pick up on. So if you like detective mode, penalty kicks are great if you're a goalkeeper because you watch their approach, you watch their eyes. Some forwards will try to throw you off with their eyes or with their body movement. And usually there's like a decoy before they go the direction they're gonna go. So don't take that first bite, that first bait, where they look one way, cause they want you to shift that way, or they lean their weight one way. <laughs> and, and I found so frequently they're actually going the other way. So it was fun to kind of get in their heads and you see goalies, you know, flapping their arms, jumping around, you know, moving, playing games. People are talking to the shooter. I mean, that's such an intense moment. The game's decided. There's defining moments in sports, in life, you know, moments you don't forget. And Gareth Bale was clutch. You know, that's a guy that he's one of those players, you know, MLS, they just won the title, and he scored the goal. They were down a man, scored a goal at the end of the overtime so that they won a shootout. I mean, this guy's whole career, you kind of go, where is he during the game? And then he just, when he shows up, he shows up and he wins the game. And that's Gareth Bale. Today he tied the game. (laughs) And you need clutch players. And there's just something that separates the great ones that when everything's on the line, that's they're at their best. And for Matt Turner, he guessed correctly. He did his homework. He read the situation and he just didn't, his, his fingertips weren't strong enough, but you know, as soon as he dove, he put his hands in his, um, he put his face in his hands because he knew he could have had that one. And it was kind of a microcosm of the game. It was like, it was right there. You were right there. You had it, you were tracking and you, Oh, it went through your hands. (laughs) Uh, But no one expects him to save. It would have been an unbelievable save. And yet, I think if you asked him, he would say, yeah, I could have had that one. And a uh, great, great moment uh, for Wales. Tough one to swallow for the U.S. 
Here, here, Jesse Bradley, former pro goalie on the international level, a lot of success here in the United States too. And it's amazing to hear his insight, his analysis. And when is a draw more like a loss? Well, that seems to fit this particular match by Team USA. But I try to remember they're young. For many of them, their first experience, for the majority of them, their first experience. And they bring energy. They bring fitness. They obviously bring some skill and some some youth and some excitement. England is a big bad, though. England is the favorite, trouncing Iran 6-2 to two in their opener. And that's what looms on Friday. So the path is has become much more steep and difficult and challenging because they let these three points get away or two of the three points get away versus the Welsh. But it would not be the U.S. men's national team if it was easy. <laughs> they, they don't take the easy path to, they don't take the easy path, they don't take the recommended path to any sort of success on the international level. That's just not how they do things. And so, yes, I do very, uh, I do remember and feel very familiar in that space where I'm stressed and anxious watching Team USA play soccer. But welcome back to the Americans on this World Cup stage. Lots more with Jesse, including the favorites. How much those favorites have changed uh, over the course of the past four years since the last World Cup. And more about Team USA facing England. Just really in- insightful analysis. And I think an education, too, I've heard from some of you. So find that on our podcast after hours, amylawrence.com. The teams that you trust in the NFL through week 11. It's a Trust Me Tuesday. Good morning to you. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. He's still playing pressure on the receivers with two deep safeties. Herbert's in trouble again. He will unload it down the middle. It's going to be deflected and intercepted. Intercepted at the 42-yard line. Yes, Nick Bolton. Why not, Nick Bolton? He's playing at an all-pro level. And the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do it again to the Chargers. 
Man, we were just playing tight coverage, and uh, I was actually just on the running back in the flat, and uh, I was, he threw the ball, I saw Dion and uh, LJ had a hell of a break on the ball. Uh, Dion hit off his right shoulder pad, I just happened to be there at the right place, right time, uh, consider, uh, secure the game. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, right place, right time. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. It wasn't just the third touchdown reception by Travis Kelsey with... 31 seconds to go. As you hear with Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio, there was still time on the clock for Justin Herbert, but the next pass that he launched downfield is tipped multiple times, and Nick Bolton hauls in the game ceiling, game preserving, game ending interception. And so he is our defensive player of the week. Uh, it was an impressive defensive effort all around for the Chiefs, but Bolton is also on top of the list of tacklers. 14 tackles, 14 in this game against the Kansas against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. And so they will not forget who he is. <laughs> 10 quarterback hits to go along with five sacks of Justin Herbert as well. It was an overwhelming effort by the Chargers. Uh, it, it at least initially when they built their lead, the Chiefs able to come back and the way they do it, they're never out of the fight. Not just that, but they never feel like they're out of the fight. So there's a, a mental approach that goes along with the fact that they have the weapons to rally from double digit deficits all the time. They're good game. honestly comfortable doing that, right? They doesn't phase them at all. And that comes with experience and it comes with operating in that pressure cooker over and over again. I am so grateful that I was not facing Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes or even Jimmy Garoppolo in my fantasy football matchup. I know. Nobody cares about my fantasy football team. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It was a moment that went in the column for the the Raiders defense when Melvin Gordon actually fumbled again the fifth time this season. It was an overtime loss to the Raiders. Denver, it's going from bad to worse there. And even though Gordon was, is, I'm not sure if I should use past tense or current. I kind of feel bad about this. Even though Melvin Gordon is still tops on the Broncos roster in carries and rushing yards this season. But just before half, he coughs up the football again. And that was it. Nathaniel Hackett had enough, and the Broncos released him Monday. With Melvin, you know, he's a guy that's a, he's a true pro. He's done a lot of good stuff uh, here at the Denver Broncos and scored some touchdowns for us this year, and we, we thought it was best uh, for the team, and we moved on, and I wish him the best of luck, and uh, I think it's a great for him to have a fresh start. And uh, But with the running backs, it'll be Marlon Mack. He'll be up, and then uh, Divine Zigbo. We're looking to see if we can get him up also, along with Latavius. Latavius Murray scored over the weekend. And actually, the Broncos recovered that fumble. If you're watching the game against the Raiders, they didn't lose the fumble. Um, but there was a field goal attempt that was blocked on the next play. I guess you could say that's on Melvin Gordon, right? Because they weren't able to get the first down. Um, the field goal was from 25 yards, and it got blocked, which means there was a problem with their special teams and their kicking alignment. That's... Not necessarily on Gordon. Anyway, I understand why you start to believe you can't trust a player and you start to worry about even putting the ball in his hands, which means that 
you're not going to incorporate him into the offense nearly as much. Uh, so I appreciate that Hackett's at least owning it. But yeah, to be that close to the goal line, to cough up the football when you believe you're headed for pay dirt, well, yeah, that that's painful. And the Broncos, of all the concerns they have, they can't be given possessions away. So yeah, there's there's just a lot happening still in the NFL as we are very close to the kickoff to week number 12. We told you about the the latest Justin Fields and his injury. Giants also play coming up this this Thursday, and Wandale Robinson is out for the season with a torn ACL. This is a, a rookie wide receiver for the Giants. He's, of course, going to be out the rest of the way because of this torn ligament. Very first play of the fourth quarter, and he started writhing in pain, and he was exclaiming uh, as he went to the ground. And so they knew the injury was serious right away. He ends up with a touchdown in his rookie campaign, over 200 yards. Um, He wasn't the only one. There were other knee injuries. Adore Jackson, he had a sprained MCL as well, starting cornerback for the Giants. And here they go, the walking wounded into their game with the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday. The Falcons, who still have designs on winning the NFC South, right? They're just a game, actually not even a game back. Um, But if you look at the standings in the NFC South, Right now, it's the Buccaneers who have the lead. They're sitting at 500. And interestingly enough, there are a handful of you who are putting the Bucks in your top three, your list of the top three teams to trust. Falcons are five and six. Buccaneers are five and five. And the Falcons lose Kyle Pitts to IR. They believe that surgery is in his future. Um, He's got to miss at least four games with IR, but he also has an MCL injury and they are getting second opinions and seeing seeing doctors because they're not sure how severe the tear. So it's that time of the year when guys are banged up and bruised and this quick turnaround to Thursday for all six teams, uh, it exacerbates some of those injuries and those situations where you're trying to, to either nurse guys back to health or give them extra time. You don't have that luxury in general, most guys are playing with with uh, bumps and bruises, but also with aches and pains. So I'm looking forward to Thursday's games. I'm hoping they live up to the billing because five of the six teams do have winning records. Producer Jay and I have not yet given you our top three teams to trust through week 11. So it's a Trust Me Tuesday. We're looking for those three teams that you trust through week 11. Not Super Bowl contenders yet. <laughs> no, we're not there. We we don't even know the playoff field. In fact, I, I couldn't even begin to guess which of these teams make the playoffs, especially those wild cards. Byron on Twitter goes with the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Bills. So all three of his teams to trust are in the AFC. Jay, do you care to weigh in with your Teams that you trust on a Trust Me Tuesday. I think that list has to have the Chiefs on it. They're probably the only team. I mean, if it was just a one team, I'd pick the Chiefs. I mean, I could throw in a couple that I think, but I think the Chiefs are far and away the number one team in the NFL that I trust the most. I will agree with you for a couple of reasons. Number one, we know what potential they have offensively. And that, as I say, they're never out of any game. But number two, they've got the experience. That core group, right. it's not like they're just putting it all together and catching lightning in a bottle. No, they've got pre-existing chemistry. They've got leadership. They've got combinations. The One of the best old married couples in sports with 
Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. They've got a, a formula, an identity, all of that, not to mention success and high expectations. So they're the built-in package, and they're the total package, to be sure. Another one, this might be controversial, but for me, I've got to go with the Ravens, I think. I know. Whoa. Well, I feel like I'm they, surprised had, by that. they had those early season issues where they were blowing double-digit leads in the second half. Yes. I feel like they got those out of the way. I mean, I know they wasn't. They had a pretty ugly win against. Um, Would they play on Sunday? Panthers. Panthers, right? They got the late touchdown with Lamar, but they they seem to always find the way to win. And I'm never going to count out the Ravens with Harbaugh as the coach, Lamar as the quarterback, Andrews. Like they've been guys. They've got guys who have been there too. And when they're healthy, they're a scary team. So I'm going to put them as a team that I trust. When they're healthy. When they're healthy. That's they quite be the caveat, yeah. right? They've lost a bunch of pieces as well. There are a lot of, a lot, I wouldn't say it's an overwhelming choice, but there are plenty of listeners who are also going with the Ravens. One of the reasons I like them is because their formula works. Run the ball, stop the run. You've got a a dynamic player at quarterback who can take off at any time. Uh, and so he's a weapon. But when you run the ball, it translates well. Run the ball, play defense, and and you travel well and you play better in cold weather. Yeah, my last one here, I, I, Niners, it's hard not to go with the Niners, especially after what we saw them do mm-hmm. last night. But I, I don't know, just a couple of ones that I haven't heard yet. The Dolphins, the Bucks. I mean, are the Bucks. do I trust them at the moment? No, but they've been playing pretty damn good football and looking back to It's the a form. trust me Tuesday. Pick a team that you trust, not one that you don't trust. <laughs> I'm saying I do kind of trust the Bucks. I think the Bucks are gaining my trust back. Okay, interesting. Well, you're not going to believe this, but I'm actually going with the Dallas Cowboys. I like their formula. Their defense is amazing. And if they play the way that they did with the one-two punch at running back on Sunday, that was a phenomenal win. Uh, And I'm also going to go with, (laughs) I'm also going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Again, same thing because of their trust, their identity. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.